1: And we are back once again on the IDP Nation podcast. We are joined this week by, of course, Daryl at Hollywood Titan. Now, not not at the FFD win. I've been saying that for a couple years now. It's weird to change that.
0: Yeah, change the scenery, change the name.
1: Yes. And we also have with us today. I like to call him the Canadian Philip Rivers. <laughs> uh personally, but he goes by many names. Coach Dingus um and Matt occasionally, although I don't think that's quite as often. Maybe in his professional life, uh he, he does more so.
0: Never heard of this Matt guy you speak of. Dingus. Oh, dingus.
1: Yeah. dingus, Matt.
0: Yeah, I know who that is. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. A lot of my a lot of my friends call me Leroy Jenkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have uh, it up. You gotta give me a second here. <laughs>
0: I, just, I can't with you two. I'll just, just keep, keep that. that know. Right Boy, what's
2: here. Doing his contract, I With this contract, Dingus never gets to come back on the show. <laughs> I
1: can already see where this is. Daryl should have been drinking already. heavily for this show instead of the one the other day. Well,
0: I can see where this is going. So, uh
1: oh, but anyway, we're gonna have some fun talking to Coach. We got a lot to talk about. Uh, one of those things is going to be safeties. Uh, we've been doing the rundown of the positions, our top 12s, with our special guests. Uh, today we're going to tackle safeties. Uh, and we'll try not to have... I mean, I was going to, as a joke, have 1 through 12 as Sean <laughs> Jenkins. And just play this every time. I mean, just keep playing you know, it over and over and over again. But... Uh, yeah, I figured we, yeah, that would not be I'm glad this is not good. a drinking game because I'd already be drunk. <laughs> there you go. It's the new IDP Nation drinking game. Every time yeah. you hear Leroy Jenkins, you chug oh, a beer. Sure. But, yes. Um, <laughs> that doesn't count. That's a near beer. It doesn't count. It's a near beer. Okay. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, the three of us, uh-huh. uh, also are now published magazine authors as Sweet. well. Uh, we all, th- well, Dingus is two-time, because you, you had a little bit of writing too in both time. both magazines, correct? Sorry, go again? I said you had, uh, some writing in both magazines, correct? Uh, or, or was that just the DFD
2: magazine? No, I, I uh... Yeah, no, I think between the two, I think I put out about 54 <laughs> profiles between the IDP wow. and the DFD one. It was uh, definitely insane, but I guess that's what happens when you're doing the DFD and nobody wants to do a tight end, right? So
1: Yeah, I think you wrote yeah. 50 tight end po- uh, profiles or, or thereabouts. Yeah,
2: between, between them and cornerbacks, right? So someone's got to <laughs> do the job no <laughs> one else wants to do. <laughs>
1: Corners, I don't know. No, if they're good at what they do, they they aren't good for you in IDP. Is my my theory? Yeah, pretty much. But there's a
0: few exceptions, exceptions here and there.
1: There are a few exceptions, but normally those exceptions, like Tredavious White, you know, he's been pretty good over the past few years. But you know, yeah, he's eventually just going to get avoided completely.
2: Well, even even look at Stefan Gilmore last year. He was—he put up some pretty good numbers. At the, I think he was still a top twelve corner as far as fantasy goes. And not to mention the defensive MVP, which is an absolute joke in my opinion as well. Yeah. But we're not going to go there on the show today because we're going to try and talk—not talk about corners as much as possible. Yeah. Great, <laughs> Sean Jenkins.
0: Yeah. victory is mine. That's That's
1: it. Yes. That's oh, it. Boy. There you go. <laughs>
0: I'm just not going to survive. I can play this. I'm just not going
1: to survive. You might not. I might not. (laughs) You you might not. But, yes, and um, just to give the full plug here, you can get the Dynasty Football Digest or the IDP Guys or both of them, uh, magazine, rookie draft magazine at idpguys.org. There's a big giant banner at the top. You can click on that and it'll take you to the store Uh, you can buy both you can buy one you can buy them digitally as well if you want it immediately your draft is today and you need something uh you might not be able to read all of it in one day but because it is quite a lot of information um and
2: And the 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 other thing there with it you you might as well just package it all up and get the idp guys uh subscription there as well where they can check out your guys work there all the time now so yes you kind of get the best bang for your buck you can do i think it's a 30 dollar package or something it's the idp magazine plus the idp magazine or dfd magazine and then digital or printed and then you can also add in the subscription there is and get access to the slack channel there yes. as well as rankings adp everything you could possibly want the uh, i think the calculators over there too as well so
1: yes the calculator is free to totally get- kick off So you can check it out now to see if you like it. Um, I think it's pretty cool. I kind of, you know, I I don't use them as a Bible, but they are a good tool to use when gauging, you know, how far off something is. Definitely.
2: Yeah, like like anything, it's just another tool in your toolbox using a calculator. It's not the Bible. It's not the go-to to to end all trade talks. It's just something to kind of, if you're not sure, if you're kind of wavering on a trade, It's kind of nice to pull it up there and say, okay, you know what? That's a pretty good value. Then take a look at your positional needs and you kind of combine everything together to see if the trade makes sense for you.
1: Yeah. And every, we kind of talk about trades often. Every league has its own ecosystem. Every league has its own set of values like you know we're in one 16 team league that's only one quarterback but the quarterbacks are treated as though they are gold. So it's like a super flex league when you're talking about trying to trade for one and it's crazy. And it, nobody understands it but it's just what you got to pay <laughs> to get a quarterback and if you don't have a quarterback in that league you you don't win. So that's just the way it is and you can use it as a guide. But again, your league is its own ecosystem. Your owners are their own owners, you know. You may have a guy that refuses to, to trade, you know, like, I don't know. He might want to first for Antonio Brown still because he still thinks he's going to be great. You know, when that's just not realistic. jump on in and right. there's that awkward silence
2: right there i, I just had the mute. mute on for a reason because if i if i have to like perfectly time these mute buttons or else you're gonna get all kinds of feedback in there it sounds like a murder going on back here so i just keep everyone outside but i'm sure you can still hear them
1: yeah. well you know they That's gotta a... they gotta get their practicing in so you can lead the the um, saskatchewan rough riders to the uh CFL championship up there, the family championships. The great
2: cup. Actually, funny story. So I've got a buddy. I went to <laughs> high school with, but I used to kind of bully a little bit, so to speak, which is kind of funny. <gasps> Cause let's face it. I hard to believe I was a bit of a giant ass. I know. I know. It's hard to believe knowing me now. The guy was like, no, six I see that. Eight. The guy was like six foot eight, 280 pounds awkward. But I used to like throw him on the ground, like pink belly him and all this kind of stuff. He is one of like only eight players. In football history, to have both a Grey Cup ring and a Super Bowl
1: ring. Wow!
2: And I'm hmm. here doing the podcast.
1: There you go. This worked out really good for one of us. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably looking at you now, and he just says, <laughs> "Stupid idiot!" <laughs> Whoa! That's Canada's own Chris Jericho with that drop there. He recorded that just for me. So, True. But anyways. Uh Daryl, you got some news for us. I actually have my my mm. stuff sitting here, so let's Actually uh, there's
0: not a whole lot going on. Um Good
1: news everyone.
0: Just the Jets and safety, Jamal Adams and his uh contract saga, you know, he's wanting a contract, there's rumors of him being traded, blah blah blah. Uh we'll see where it gets to once the season gets cranked up. But
1: <clears throat> would you want to play maybe for the they- Jets?
0: If I'm making what he's making, sure.
1: Well, he he should be the highest paid, or one of the highest paid safeties in the league, as we'll get to here. Sure. You know what if,
2: if if you pay me what Jamal Adams is getting paid, I will lick the bicycle seat after Daryl gets it.
0: <laughs> I I'd almost care. pay you that to say that. The. <laughs> um. uh, this is what you get, Dan.
1: This, this is, is what, what get. we get. Yes.
0: And then the other piece of news is a little bit interesting. The Cardinals have shown some interest in free agent uh, Everson Griffin.
1: Who is that? The team? The Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Don't they have enough defenders? Like I feel that's like kind of what up, I thought, but hey. I feel like they picked up like ten defenders in this draft and all free, free agents.
0: I don't know. Maybe they're just kicking the tires on him. Huh? You know what? If if Griffin can keep his head straight,
2: uh, I think it's a yeah. great signing for the Cardinals if that's what happens. Because he, he can be a difference maker, and he brings a little bit of experience to a younger Cardinals team, right? They've got some young pieces there. So if he can keep
0: his head straight, I think he'd be yeah. a welcome addition to the, in the desert. He'd probably take over for Terrell Suggs, wouldn't he? I know Suggs was a linebacker, but...
1: Because he's not replacing
0: Chandler Jones. God oh, no. All, all, all I know is this: basically,
2: if my Zach Allen shares weren't already dead, this is probably the final of the
0: death bill. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. I've got quite a few myself, but I mean they've not signed him. I guess they're just looking at him. But I, just, I find it interesting. So.
1: Well, let's take. I mean, looking at their. I mean, they got Isaiah Simmons could play. Kind of that.
0: See, so he's we, the no, whole wrecking ball of this whole thing. Isaiah was well, is. yeah, he,
1: he wrecked a lot of value for a lot of these guys. Because um, you know, he wrecked a more. lot of
0: value on his whole team, on his team, linebacker, safety. I mean, he he's a uh,
1: yeah. It's gonna be interesting
0: to see what they do with him. Yeah.
2: Well, when we, when we get to these safety rankings, you'll see exactly what the addition of Isaiah Simmons is actually doing at the safety position, it, for my rankings, there's a considerable drop off one of my favorite players there. So,
1: Oh, well, ye of little faith. Oh, Lord. Well, that's I it. Can't. We'll get into the safety discussion then.
0: Well, uh, we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week. We'll
0: go segue.
1: And we'll start off with, uh, the safeties, so it's been a little while since yeah. we've had the sound effects working here. Um, nice! Yes, and you can hear them. Uh, I can hear them. But we're going to go through I could our, hear them
0: before, but they were in my head. Well, the Along voice is
1: in your head. <laughs> There's no, no cure for that. Uh, but we are going to go through our top 12 at the position of safety kind of go around the room sort of and just kind of get us uh, see where we got these guys I mean I'm sure our lists are pretty similar as far as the guys because the top guys are the top guys Um, the last few times we've discussed stuff like this we've had certain players just be in identical spots and it's like okay this is kind of boring so we'll see what is going on here um, so why don't we start off with uh, my number one, Ray He's Sean Jenkins, stern. I'm just kidding, I, I hate you. I'm just kidding, Ray Sean Jenkins is not on my list, but I wanted to play the sounder, so, uh, but my number one guy <laughs> is uh, the aforementioned but left nameless Buddha Baker. Because you know what, Buddha Baker has had plenty of competition in his entire career for tackles and opportunities. He's had Antoine Bethea. He's had uh, who else stealing tackles from him? Jesus. Jefferson was there. Jefferson. Yeah, he always had people siphoning off tackles, and he still is a top 12 safety. He was the number one guy last year, and. Even with Simmons and even with the linebackers here, I think he's just a playmaker. He even played some D-line snaps last year. So, I don't know if that's just him getting up on the line or whatever, but he is a beast. So, Team Buddha, right here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Who wants to go next? We'll we're go, ahead go there, there Daryl.
0: Oh, well, I've got Jamal Adams at one, so. All right. I love
2: this because now our number one, not one of us is the same here.
1: There we go. <laughs> Some variety.
2: And you know you're a baller when a Raiders fan can say Derwin James is the best Ooh. safety in the league. Yeah. You talked about Buda Baker's versatility there, playing a little DN, playing on that defensive line. Derwin James plays everywhere. And if it wasn't for his, he missed a good portion last year with an injury. But when he came back, he came in and he made a difference right away with that Chargers defense. Not yeah, only their defense, but fantasy purposes as well, as far as statistics go. So Derwin James, full season healthy. He is my number one safety. I like it.
1: Yes. And he gets to play alongside. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. can't. Uh, So, you kind of cover what we've already done here. uh, I had Jamal Adams at two and I had Derwin James at three. Uh, Daryl, how about you? Where did you have Buddha and James?
0: Uh, Yeah, I had James at two and it was really close. I kind of flipped back and forth on him and Adams, really. Um, I just think Adams gets a little bit more opportunities as a rushing the passer or whatever, so I like that. And I think the Jets are a worse team, so he's going to be on the field a little more. But I had Derwin at two. Buddha. I was a little late to the party. I've never really been big on him, but he continues to produce like you said. But I've got to wonder what this Isaiah Simmons is going to – how it's going to affect him. I mean, they're going to have to find somewhere for him. So I've got Baker at four.
1: I don't think Baker comes <laughs> off the field. I don't think I don't think it'll mess with the snaps any.
0: Well, I didn't say he'll come off the field, but he's going to eat into his production. Uh, is he? Yes, he will. Okay.
2: Well, I guess we'll find out. And me, <laughs> I had Adams at two and Buddha at three. So, so for they're... me, when I say he dropped off last year, Buddha was my number one.
1: Okay.
2: So he took a two st- He dropped back two spots to three. So. Yeah. Well, my number four—that's where things get fun.
1: That's where things get fun. So you go ahead and tell us you're number four. At four, I'm probably a little off the reservation
2: here, so to speak.
1: No, you're off and the reservation.
2: I went, with, I went with a Titan here at number four. I like it. Give me Kevin Byard there. He is my number four guy. Playmaker. Put those interceptions on the board. Watch those fantasy points add up in a hurry.
0: Nope. Yep. And are now – I've got him at five. Same thing. I mean, he's a ball hawk. He's going to get those interceptions for you. Uh, he's going to do a little bit of everything, get you the tackles. Uh, don't see a free safety that usually that good, and he's probably one of the better ones in the league. So, yeah, I'm right there with Coach
1: on that. <clears throat> I got him down a little farther. Of course you do. Yeah, I, I mean, I got him towards the back end of, of the L, uh, yeah, LB. Safety one. Um,
0: You don't even have him in the top 12, do you? No, I don't. Jesus.
1: (laughs) That's it. I'm done. Done with you. I just think a lot. I mean, he has been very good at getting his interceptions, but if you take away, if he has a bad interception year, he's not a top 12 safety. So, um, you know, he he left. He really did leave. Well,
2: if Buda Baker has a bad tackle year,
1: he's not a top 12 safety either. Well, yeah. Thank you, Coach. Interceptions are a little <laughs> bit harder to uh, make sure you get, though. So, Darrell, how about your number – well, I guess Buddha was your number four guy. Who was your number three guy?
0: Oh, number three, I had Landon Collins. <clears throat> and I think he's he's not quite what he was in his early years, but he's still one of the better tackling safeties in the league. Playing for the Redskins, they're going to be – pretty horrible again i would imagine so lots of opportunities and uh i mean it's just hard to bet against him he, he's one of the best safeties in the league
1: yeah i have him at four so we're not too far off coach how about you where do you have landon collins number five number five so we're all in the same same wavelength here on, G, on a, yeah uh landon collins there uh So, I guess let's, I guess, (coughs) Dingus, your four is where we're at.
2: So, we did my number four was Bayard.
1: Number five was Landon Collins. Collins, okay. I'm just trying to keep pieces together in my head here. Uh, So, Daryl, your number five? Was Bayard. Bayard, okay. So, we're all caught up? Yep. All right. So, my number five, and Dingus will like this one is the man who would probably injure half of his teammates if John Gruden let him off his leash. Uh, Jonathan Abram. I just Ooh. think with him, uh, the way he plays, he could have a, a, a very short career, possibly. But he, he just is, is a, a tackling machine when he's out there.
2: Wants to hit he everything that rec- moves. I like to call it reckless abandon. Yeah, he yes. does not care about his body. He doesn't care about your body. He don't care about nobody's body. <laughs> he, ball, he hit ball.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and he impressed me. He only got to play one game last season, um, due to injury. But I, I like him going forward. He's a guy that I'm definitely looking for early in a startup. I thought I could wait on him in our listener league another couple rounds and somebody took him, and I was not too happy about that Uh, but I think longevity wise as long as he can stay healthy play maybe a little bit smarter as far as trying to avoid injury um, he got a very long and productive career
2: yeah like I will I got him on mine a little bit later than that but when you bring up Raiders you know I gotta talk about it a little bit and (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the opportunities there, like you look at uh, who they've got there in that secondary, even in the linebacking core, they've improved a great deal in the linebacking core, uh, Kiotowski <laughs> there at Littleton, mm-hmm. but they've still got Morrow as the other linebacker who ain't going to cut it. Yeah. And then you bring yeah. in uh, Randall, you've got uh Joyner there. You got Amick Robertson. Two of them are more of like Joyner and Robertson are more of like a nickel corner. So we'll see what happens there, but at that safety position, Abram's the man, and he's going to step up in that box. Uh, The loss of Carl Joseph, as far as tackling goes, is a big loss for the Raiders, because he's a guy who can step up in the box, that in-the-box safety, and put a lick on someone. So I think you're going to see Abram do a lot of that, come up and uh, play the run a lot more. And you know he's going to be more than happy to. Now, the reason I don't have him a little bit higher is because of the way he plays. We're talking about dynasty safety, uh, and... I wanted to put him higher. I really did. But don't get me wrong, he's still in my top, I think, uh, top seven. But the way he plays is going to be a concern. A little bit of a red flag for me
1: as far as someone I want to own long-term. Yeah, long-term. I mean, that's the thing. He's he's entering his second year, so he's got time. Um, And like I said, I'm an ageist sometimes when it comes to some of these players. Um, You know, I could very well have Malcolm – Giro on this list found another guy.
0: It's oh, not just Ray God,
1: Sean. Uh oh, but yeah, I could I could have Malcolm Jenkins, you know, on this list too. If it was redraft, I'd probably have him a whole lot higher, but you know, looking at Dynasty, I I want the young guy that's gonna be on my roster for you know the next eight years. Yeah, I'm not planning on leaving the league if I join one, so you know. I know there's going to be a lot of uh, quarantine orphans I'm calling them next year when <laughs> right. people realize they uh, outkicked their coverage as far as time-wise next year. So
2: don't well, that's the thing, look, yeah. We like to try yeah. and build our yeah. teams for the future.
0: Yeah.
2: And we often forget about being in the present with your roster. Football right. is a physically demanding game. You've got you're guaranteed nothing. Mm-hmm. Beyond the next play, really. Mm-hmm. Look at the running back position. You're basically doing your rookie contract and then you become Devonte Freeman okay. where you can turn down four million dollar contract offers and sit out seasons. So safety is you don't see a lot. there's there's some of them out there, Harrison Smith, guys who play a long time, but they mm-hmm. don't have that same. Harrison Smith started his career being the hitman. Yeah. going in there his mm-hmm. those in now you don't see that from him as much so his, and that corresponds with his dynasty value and his production as far as fantasy goes he's still yeah. productive but he's not where we had him 3 years ago as arguably the number 1 number 2 safety in fantasy and now he's back towards that back end of the safety is like safety 11 safety 12 somewhere in that ballpark but it's because of the physically demanding part of the position because you're stepping up into contact and going against these running backs who are doing the same thing so
1: yeah and Harrison Smith you know being 31 years old you know we look at him as you know the 2012 draft class guy and you know we think of that as old 31 you know yeah, so. <clears throat> um but yeah he's, he's been around a while he's definitely somebody it's on my roster if i'm competing he's a guy i want on my team um but yeah like you said he's not gonna be the mr hitman so to speak um so i think abram was my number five everybody covered their number five so let's go to six and dingus why don't you give us your number six
2: Everybody likes a little bit of salt. I like a little bit of pepper, right? So I'm going to go with Jabril Peppers here at number six.
1: <laughs> I like
2: Peppers. We've seen, yep. we've seen what he can do. Uh, I had a little bit of a running bet last year between him and Bethay in New York, and how that all shook down. And Peppers just gives you that very much. He's kind of like a, I'm not going to say he's Derwin James Buddha Baker but he will make those tackles mostly because the Giants are so horrible for so many years. You look at that, now that the Giants have added Blake Martinez, now they've got someone who can tackle but can't cover still. But, you know what I mean? So there's going to be opportunity in that secondary for him to clean up on the tackles. We talk about Buda Baker making his money off the tackles. Peppers is in that same situation where there's nobody who can cover right now. The only person who can cover is uh, probably... Oh, I don't know. Uh DeAndre Baker at a card game
1: or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I have Peppers at 10. Um they they've already basically said they're moving Julian Love back to corner, which basically spells the end of DeAndre Baker probably. Not necessarily yeah. putting it, but it, it definitely is leaning towards the Giants are planning on life after DeAndre Baker cuz jail time is a possibility with his alleged crimes that he's been accused of Uh, but yeah i have peppers at 10 i like peppers uh you know when they when they said that they you know daryl argued that the giants were idiots for letting um collins go and yeah i'd agree with that to a certain extent but jabril peppers is is you know a good player He's got a different Here. skill set than Collins, uh, but he still gets it done. He was very productive in New York last year and will continue to be. Go ahead, Darren. Oh, so my number six,
0: this is where we're a little different. I've got Jesse Bates from Cincinnati. Um, love Jesse Bates. Caught fire. Yeah, caught fire. What was it, the year before last? And. He continued it last year, and I don't see him slowing down anytime soon. Um, one of the few defenses that can support two safety one options. Um, but can they support I think of the, three? Well, that's that's the question, and they I think if – They Von Bell. They did sign Von Bell, but I don't think he hurts uh, Jesse Bates. I think he hurts uh, Sean Williams more.
1: I have Bates a little bit lower. I have him at, what's that, six, eight. So I still like Bates. Uh, I have him at eight. I think with Bell in that mix, I kind of think about the Cardinals safeties a few years ago. You you might have some studs out of that group. Uh, but who's going to be the guy? Uh, I'm not willing to bet on Bates, uh, being, you know, top four or five. You got him at six, he said, but, um, but, yeah, you know, I still like him, but there's way too many safeties going on in that room. Dingus, how about your number six?
2: We t- we said it was Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers, six. okay.
1: Yeah, I'm losing track in my head here. Yeah, who was your six? My six is, see, I got that youth, not rookie fever, but the youth fever. Uh, I'm going with Taylor Rapp, and this is where I probably had John Johnson the third last year. Uh, but Taylor Rapp in Johnson's uh, absence just dominated for for the Rams yep. as far as tackling. And uh, what does what's everybody's IDP question that you have gotten a thousand times this off season? Who's going to be the Rams linebacker? Who's going to be the Rams linebacker? I don't know. That that's why they, they when when you say you don't know, that means you have zero. You have zero options that are actually any good because if there's not a guy standing out in your head as far as who's going to be the dominant one, you don't have any. So I think John Johnson and Taylor Rapp will be playing a little bit more. Uh, Both of them will be maybe more linebacker than safety. (laughs) Obviously, they're going to have to have some other guys back there. Uh, but. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't have any safe any linebackers on the field in third down and just choose to play like you know four corners and these two guys, you know play a dime. Maybe have one guy. Maybe have you know Floyd out there to rush, and that's about it. Um, besides the front line, so Taylor Rapp, I got it six,
0: and I'm with you on Rapp. I've actually got him at eight. I I completely agree with their linebacker group being a mess and unsure of who's doing what. Um, I think it's just a perfect opportunity for Rap to rack up a lot of plays, a lot of tackles. <laughs> um, and, he, and he's young, like you said. And that's in Dynasty, you're looking at these young stars that you can kind of build around or plan around for the future. And uh, I like him a lot.
1: He played a ton of box snaps 439 box snaps. Yeah. So. That's huge and Dingus we, so we got everybody's number 6 so we're on number 7 so Dingus wants we'll
2: to go mm-hmm. 7 like I said we got the new generation hitman here at number 7 that's Jonathan Abrams of uh, Las Vegas uh, I would said yep. he's going to be in my top 7 I wanted to move him up the, the way he plays as a fan you love seeing it as a dynasty owner kind of gives you a little bit of a hesitation there on longevity as possibility so I've got him knocked down a little bit because of that, not because of who he is or what he does. Actually, it is exactly what he does. But, you know, I've got him at spread. <laughs> I wanted to put him up higher, but the, the the higher risk of injury is going to follow him throughout his career.
1: Absolutely. And, Daryl, how about you at seven?
0: Yeah, seven, I'm a little different. I've, this is a name I've not heard either of you mention. So, Am I a little higher than expected? But I've got Minka Fitzpatrick. I think when he went to the Steelers, um, he actually gave them a safety that they've been missing since Palomalu left. Uh, You know, they've kind of plugged different players in and, and had some production, but I think he gives them that high IQ big play guy back there that can quarterback that secondary, help those guys out. So I, I think now that he's had a little bit of time in their system and used to it, I look for this year, I look for him to come out like
1: gangbusters. <clears throat> I had Fitzpatrick at 11. So, I mean, I have him in the top 12, but a little bit lower. Dingus, how about you? Do you have him in your top 12?
2: I, I got him there by the skin of an elephant's foreskin here at number 12. <laughs> he's just holding on
0: right now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the, only I reason, the only
2: reason he's at twelve right now, and I guarantee I won't have him there by midseason, is because I really believe Jeremy Chin and Kyle Duggar, one of the two, will be more productive fantasy long term than Fitzpatrick will be, because of their ability to that tweener mentality that linebacker safety hybrid Mm. so i think it's not going to be long i got them tied right now at 13 before one of them definitely overcomes fitzpatrick
1: yeah and and fitzpatrick i think was considered a a corner and a safety when he was came out so i mean they're going to rely on him more in coverage you think than right which takes him away from the box a little bit you know all these guys play you know some kind of corner or slot corner position every once yeah. in a while, but um, he may see more snaps at corner or you know slot corner or whatever um, than some other safeties might. Um, so at my number seven, uh, the guy Gruden hated. I got Carl Joseph. I think the move to Cleveland is is exactly <clears throat> what he needs to rejuvenate his career. Um, I think they have him set up there. Um, yeah, Joe schobert has gone, so uh, I mean wow. they're they're filling in with Mac Wilson, uh, Phillips, and Taki Taki, but I think Carl Joseph's in a good position. I mean, despite Gruden hating him, he was still pretty successful at corner at safety. So
2: maybe oh, you can right. fill you're us
1: right. in on the hatred for Carl Joseph that, that Gruden had.
2: I never understood <sighs> it. I, I think they wanted him to be more of a. Defender of the pass, which is not really what he was even in West Virginia. He was a thumper. He's always been a thumper. They got Jonathan Abram, who is a thumper as well. But they, it's almost like when they drafted Abram, they're like, "Okay, we don't need you, Carl Joseph. We're gonna." And all of a sudden, Abram got hurt. And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, we kind of need you. We 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 kind of want you back right <laughs> now." Eric Harris, is he's great and all, but he's, he's not really that intimidator over the middle, right? And that's what Carl Joseph is. He's a—he's like a smaller linebacker that has some coverage ability, but he will lay the lumber on you. He's not afraid to put his nose in there and thump you. Yeah. And you'd think that'd be something that Gruden would love as a Gruden grinder kind of guy, but it never seemed to manifest into anything spectacular as far as their relationship was concerned. So when you head over to Cleveland now and you talk about that unproven linebacking core, Tacky Tacky, Jordan Phillips and uh, Mac Wilson, they're not really proven yet. Uh, Mac Wilson did some great things last year. He seemed to be very good, but he's still only going into his second year or third year right now. So there's going to be a lot of concerns there. There's going to be those opportunities. I don't know if any of those guys can cover a tight end. So... And Cleveland's always kind of struggled, covered tight ends to begin with. So now you get Carl Joseph in there, who's going to put a thump on you. It's that simple. And they got Grant Delpit there. And... Yeah, I was going to say, I think
1: Delpit can pick up that coverage role a little bit better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, he's more of a, a ball hawk in my mind.
2: Well, I could definitely see him filling in kind of that nickel corner role mm-hmm. for the uh, Browns going forward. He's, he's not afraid to go in there and, um, uh, tackle he's not afraid to cover you know he's going to be able to cover backs out of the backfield. he's going to be able to cover most tight ends which is probably Carl Joseph's weakness is his coverage skills but now you use him as a linebacker there and you kind of uh, rotate help it at the safety position you bring Joseph almost in as I don't want to call him a nickel corner because he'd really be like a fourth linebacker when he's in the box right so yeah
1: yeah i think i think that's me i look for safeties that play a lot up towards the line i I don't want your center field guys i mean guys like eddie jackson that that you know get your fluke plays are good for bye weeks and stuff and emergencies you know breaking case of glass kind of guys but but yeah you know you really don't necessarily want to, to rely on those guys all the time uh so dingus who'd you have at seven if you didn't cover that already so that was Jonathan Abram. Abram,
0: okay. We're on to his – we're on to eight now, I think.
1: Well, did we cover your seven there, Daryl?
0: Yeah, I had Minka.
1: Okay. So, yep, go ahead to your eight then.
0: Okay, eight, I had Taylor Rapp. Like you said earlier, linebacker positions kind of in flux, don't know, so I think it's a perfect opportunity for him. And with those in-the-box snaps, that's that just kind of seals it for me.
1: Yeah. And, Coach, how about you with number
0: eight? I am a sucker for punishment.
2: I believe in oh. his talent. He is a top safety when he's healthy. Unfortunately, I know where he's going. there was my headphones. Unfortunately, he's been hurt <laughs> the last couple of years. Going to the ATL. Really him as far as dynasty goes, that's Keanu Neal. Yeah. So, yeah. Keanu Neal has all the talent to be one of the top safeties in the game. It's just unfortunate that he's ran into some bad luck as far as injuries go. But when he's playing, he's definitely a difference maker.
0: Yeah, I so wanted to put him in my top twelve and I actually had him in there in a few spots and I it was just that healthy, you know, if it was a one year thing I would be a little more comfortable, but back to back years, I mean, it just seems like he's snake bitten in a way, so I agree. When he's healthy, he's probably a top five safety easily.
1: But can you trust him? That that's gonna be the thing. Can you trust him to stay healthy? Fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, won't get fooled again. Yeah, yep. Yep. It's our we'll former third time. former President Bush with that great insight. Yeah, I I I still like Neil, and if I have him on my team, I'm not trading him because his value is nothing right now. Uh, but you can get him real late in drafts, and if if the oh, value is yeah. there, I'm definitely taking him. Um, so I probably shouldn't have said that out loud when a, we have a listener league <laughs> startup going. So if I want him, I guess I'm gonna have to get him soon uh but yeah it's it's risk so if you can afford the risk if you think you have you know two guys that are good and you're drafting your third safety he's worth the risk there because you can start three safeties in in some of your leagues that have a flex or you can start two to four or something like that Um, he's definitely worth the risk if it pays off and like everything it's a gamble everything's a gamble uh, you just got to you know be willing to know that he could very well get another season ending injury like any of these guys on the list really and you got to move on without it that's where your depth needs to come into play which is why i think these top 12 shows i like because it gives us an idea to argue about the top guys but i really think we need like a who's your like 36 to 48 conversation later this summer. We can do that. Yeah, definitely. Because that's where you really mine your gold, so to speak, for me at least. Uh, so number eight for me was Jesse Bates. Mm-hmm. Everybody cover their number eight. I think we got number eight covered. Yep. Number nine. I'll go first here. I got Ronnie Harrison mm. from... The Jacksonville Jaguars. I like Ronnie Harrison. Say it rap. Uh, just because you hate them doesn't mean so, I need to say anything different. Say it rap. I don't have Duvall on here, or else I'd say Duvall. No. Duvall! There you go. <laughs> Who needs a soundboard? <laughs> uh, Duvall, <laughs> Ronnie Harrison. Uh, I, I like. I have liked him. He's solid. He's, he's nothing impressive as far as um, he's not going to be your number one safety overall, probably, but he's pretty solid. Uh, He's a hitter and that's what he does. So that's who I've got at nine. Dingus, you can go your number nine. Uh, I'm very loyal to
2: guys who um, stepped up and gave me a little extra, especially guys I got off the waiver wire. So at number nine, I'm going to Motown here and I'm My going gosh. with good old Tracy Walker here. Mm. He's a guy I scored early last offseason or last season there right off the waiver wire and he absolutely balled out. And I don't see that's going to slow down anytime soon there. We talk about Carl Joseph and what's in front of him. We talk about lots of players and where the product productivity is going to come from and what they're dealing with. Can you name two linebackers on Detroit? Actually, can you name one good one? That's probably the better question.
1: One good one? Jamie Collins is pretty good.
2: How many How many guys do you think Jamie Collins is going to co- uh, cover?
1: One. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah and that's going to be the offensive tackle. That's the only guy he's covering. Uh,
2: Not that man. he can't cover. Jamie Collins is a freak athlete. But what he does is not cover linebackers or cover tight ends, cover running backs. That's not what Jamie Collins gets paid for. So someone's got to be there to clean up the slack. And it's not like uh, there's any other competition in the secondary for tackles right now either.
1: Uh, Yeah, Deron Harmon was brought in from New England here in a trade. That's their other. I still got Will Harris shares all over the place. I'd like to pan out. So Miles Killebrew is right. still there. Who? Miles Killebrew.
2: They'd be better off going with either
1: Leroy
2: Jenkins or Har- Leroy Killebrew. Butler. Hmm. But yeah, oh, no you know what? It, it breaks my heart because I really thought Killebrew was going to do something. I really did. Yeah. I, I like I like watching his film. Love watching him come out of college, and I was absolutely heartbroken when none of that's really translated. He had a little bit of a stretch there. I don't know if you guys remember a couple of years back where he actually was productive, he had some fantasy value, and then it just disappeared. Like it was two or three weeks, and then nothing. You're like, all right, I got this guy, I drafted him in my IDP leagues, I'm going to fire him up in my lineup. He's doing good, I get some couple good weeks, he's helping me out, and then
1: he just disappeared. Yeah, and Tracy Walker's pretty young. Um, yeah. So, yeah, he, um, he kind of plays all over a little bit. Uh, Daryl, how about you with your number nine?
0: Uh, my number nine was Jabril Peppers.
1: Jabril Peppers, okay. My number 10 was Peppers, so my number nine was Harrison. So who was your number 10, Daryl?
0: Yeah, my number 10 is Tyran Matthew, the honey badger. The honey so. badger.
1: Yeah, I had my yeah. the honey badger on here and then I switched a couple people around. The honey badger's probably yeah. 13, 14.
0: I, I think mean. in this area I started having a little trouble. I think they're kind of all interchangeable. Each of them's got their own issues or whatever, but I think overall he's on a real on a defense that's going to be where teams are going to have to score points which is going to give him plenty of opportunities because they're going to be winging it a lot. And then, you know, he can do a little bit of everything. He can drop down in the box. He can cover corners or cover wide
1: receivers. So his versatility is a big thing for me. Yeah, I do like the Honey Badger. Honey Badger don't care if you like him or not, though. That's that's the fact. And, and Dingus, how about your number 10?
2: My number 10 is Mr. 10K Calorie there, Wrap. Ty- uh, right so any dude who can burn ten thousand <laughs> calories in 18 hours you know you can go in to my top 12. i don't care like it, it's painful like it <laughs> he, was at 181 miles he biked uh, 100 you know how sore my ass gets driving 181 miles <laughs> yeah now lick, there, it? <laughs> give me enough money and i'd lick the, the bicycle seat from uh, daryl after 181 miles, I ain't like <laughs> no-bicycle seat.
1: <laughs> I don't care how <laughs>
2: to do you Oh, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: man.
2: But the dude's a thumper, too. He can get in there. He can play. Uh, I wanted to put John Johnson there in my top 12. I just can't with rap there. I just can't. It's not
1: yeah, going to happen, yep. right? So, I think rap's replaced Johnson in in the rankings for me. I mean, I still have Johnson probably as, an, as a safety, too, in that range. But, it,
2: i like to talk with yeah. the Rams here for just a second here because I think Johnson is gone here right away. Once that contract expires, he's done oh, wow. because they drafted a kid out of Utah who's going to yeah. come in there right off the get-go, play nickel corner, and is going to absolutely replace Johnson and Burgess. Wife, this kid can play. I love everything that Burgess does. He's going to make Johnson expendable, and I don't know if Johnson's going to find a good spot for himself after he's... Uh, out of Los Angeles, there.
1: Yeah, I don't know. You, you think of uh, some other guys like the Honey Badger who moved on from his original, you know, home and stuff like that. I, I think there's a market for safeties. It's not a very expensive market. No, it's not. Um, so teams teams go pretty cheap, but you know, you could still say Dallas is looking for a safety too. <laughs> so right, he could go to Dallas. Like like every safety is. Yeah, but they're not going to have any money anyway. That's true, because Dak wants $100 million per year. $100 million. <laughs> Yes. Anyways, uh, 11, uh, everybody got their 10 knocked out, I think? Yes. All right. My 11 was Minka Fitzpatrick, so who's your 11, Daryl? Why don't we go with you?
0: I had Jordan Poyer. He seems to get overlooked a lot, you know, but I, he just continues to do his thing up there in Buffalo uh, year in, year out. Uh, a little bit older than some of the guys we've been mentioning, but he's he's just a solid guy that you can plug in and not have to worry about it. And, and sometimes that's, you know, that's just as good as anything is just having that that uh, being able to
1: rely on somebody. Yeah, he, he is vastly underrated when it comes to, um safety you, you you name you know we've named 10 guys and he's probably in those now dynasty wise he's 29 years old um just turned 29 you know he's on a good defense he plays well um you could argue him higher longevity wise he's probably got another you know three years or so yeah being 29 <laughs> or, or so of prime playing time Um, but yeah, I mean, he plays a mix of box and free safety, but yeah, he he's, he's a hundred percent snap kind of guy, but, um, I just don't have him in my top 12. I I favored a lot of youth here, obviously. And Dingus, how about you at 11? Okay. So
2: going back to Poyer here a little bit, I got him at 14, just missing out on my top 12. Uh, just behind the two young rookies there, uh, Chin and Duggar at thirteen. At number eleven, I'm still going with the the OG there among safeties. He was still the number five safety last year. We talked about his age being 31. Give me the original hitman here, Harrison Smith at 11. Okay. The guy still put up an insane amount of numbers last year, and he still was productive. I think I, depending on your scoring, depending on your scoring system. It's the Viking horn. I think he had something like 65 tackles last year, Um, 20 assisted, two forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, three INTs, a sack. He's still doing a little bit of everything. He's still got some gas in his tank. Until he drops off on out of the top 12 as far as safety scoring goes, he's still in my top 12. So I'm going to keep him there at 11. Yeah.
1: One of the things I, I think we can learn by doing this exercise is there's still another like ten guys after this that I'd be happy having. So I, I mm. think the the one lesson learned here is safety's kinda deep like linebacker is. So you can kinda wait. And I think yeah I think probably, we're all in agreement hit the defensive ends hard early is the, the strategy in a start up yeah. at least uh my number 12 i think is what we're on here daryl you had 11 already covered yes poor all right my number 12 is uh justin reed now it might be eric reed if we knew what he was doing next year but uh it's very possible that eric reed does not find a new job uh because he took a while um you know like it or not uh that there is some some blackballing uh going on in the nfl of certain players right. um and we could debate that i'm sure not really for this podcast but um you know it took ron rivera being desperate to reach out to eric reed and, and he spent two years or one and a half years with the carolina panthers uh pretty successfully right what team is desperate at safety and needs to bring him in there's really not a team out there i don't think that's desperate for a safety and you know wants that kind of attention he kind of uh, came out against the owners in the collective bargaining he wanted to revote which a lot of owners probably were like yeah we don't want this guy uh, around because he's trying to stir up trouble here um
2: Beat union I mean, trouble. No there's no denying his talent. He's 28 years old.
1: Yeah.
2: Perhaps one of the most productive players last year. Um, you look at his body of work for 2019, we're talking about 97 tackles, yeah. 33 assisted tackles, two forced fumbles, one fumble recovery, four sacks, four sacks, yeah. and six defended passes. The production is there. He can still play. If he's signed with the team, he easily, easily moves into your top twelve.
1: Yeah.
2: Unfortunately, we don't know if he's going to get that opportunity.
1: Yeah, which right. is why I have Justin Reed. We didn't even talk about Justin Reed, but uh, and he was, might so. got,
0: he may have gotten an opportunity if this hadn't been such a good uh, draft class for, for safeties with McKinney, Chin, Duggar, um, Winfield or uh, Dale Pitt, you know, it was such a deep class. I, I think that hurt him too. You know who could use Eric Reed right now? Dallas Cowboys.
2: Dallas could use him. Seattle could use a player like him right now.
1: No, they suck. Uh, they don't deserve a I think either. Seattle is happy with <laughs> uh, Quantre Diggs and Bradley McDougal.
0: No one's happy with yeah. Bradley. Wow. And they drafted Blair, so he still got a little bit of growth to go. So you're talking about a safety with 97 tackles
1: and four sacks. Well, it, no it, reason you're not going to get past Bobby Wagner, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> very true.
1: Very true. Yeah, but well, <laughs> very true. <laughs> or or their first round pick Jordan Brooks. You're not going to get past him either.
2: There, there's oh, your franchise savior right there.
0: Oh, good grief. I'm coming around
1: on him a little.
0: About time.
1: A little. I'm still not I, I tell it. you. I'm still not thrilled with the pick. They probably could have got him in round two.
2: If you go and purchase the IDP guys, rookie <laughs> Dave, you'll notice that I had Jordan Brooks very highly ranked. I think I had him at number six. So you probably had him higher ranked than anybody.
0: In our group.
1: I mean, I moved sure. him up just because draft capital does matter. And um, by the way, teaser if I ever sit down and process all of the stats that I've compiled, um, I'm going to have an article talking about draft capital in linebackers and what it means for production year one. Honestly, year one is kind of a crapshoot. But if you look at some of the names over the past 10 years that have come out in the first three rounds, Oh, man, there, there's some stinkers in there. Yeah. There Especially some first-round stinkers that you looked at like, man, when this guy came out, they were talking about, you know, the next Lawrence Taylor, and then, yeah. And then and then the whistle. And as are our other favorite wrestling podcasts, they say, and then the bell rang. Well, we can mm-hmm. say, and then the whistle blew.
0: <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah,
1: so... But yeah, um, but going around to this, uh, Justin Reed was my number twelve. Who else is got to go? I lost track.
0: Uh, My twelve was Abram. I wanted to move him up. I'm just not sure who I could move him. You know, maybe I could put him above Poyer and and Tyrant Matthew. I would be okay with that. I don't know that I would put him above Peppers and Rapp and those guys up there. So, and like I said, when I got to this. 10 below range. I had a a lot of interchangeable parts. You know, if Keon O'Neills can stay healthy, he's a top four guy easy, which moves everybody down a little bit. And then, you know, just Ronnie Harrison, like you mentioned, that's another guy I had a hard problem moving up and down. Um, You know, Harrison Smith was one. I think I left Harrison Smith out of my top 12 just because year to year, Coach hit it. He's going to give you Top twelve numbers and it's hard to take him out of your top twelve when he continues to do that. But he's been around just a little while. So I think his dynasty window is a little closer to closing than the rest. So for me that's why I moved him down. But uh, you know, Tracy Walker was a good one. I, I think my ten through seventeen is all pretty close and interchangeable.
1: Yeah, I think you know a lot of the guys we've mentioned that I don't have necessarily there, um, you know, like Tyron Matthew. Um, we mentioned um, who else did we mention? I forgot. John Johnson. We've mentioned Keanu Neal. This is the yeah. next. I mean, I'm still happy with safety until you get to like number like sixteen, seventeen. Um, and
0: I'm. I'm with Coach too. I think Jeremy Chen is going to really push to be inside the top fifteen. I, that landing spot in Carolina is huge for
1: him. Huge. Yeah, he's going to get to yeah. start from day one, no doubt. Yeah, and then you know, be their safety guy.
2: Like I said, I've got I've got Fitzpatrick there in that twelve spot. I've got Chen knocking on the door already. Kyle Duggar, I'm going to be very interested in how New England uses him and what will Bill check how he uses that skill set because I think it's going to be fantastic. Yep. Um, we're talking, we've missed, like it's hard for me not to have Poyer in there, uh, Tyron yeah. Matthew battling for that 12 spot. Then there's some guys we haven't even talked about. Von Bell had a productive season last year. Yeah. What's that look like in Cincinnati? Uh, That's one of the biggest Simmons question marks. Yeah. Justin Simmons in Denver, very productive season last year. Can he continue? Um right. I don't have Jesse Bates in there because, like I said, you want Bell, you got Bates, you got Sean Williams. I'm not too sure what that dynamic is, so unfortunately none of them get in. But you can make, you honestly could make a case for any one of those three to be in that top 15 range.
0: You could, I, two, but I, I think Bates is the one that, with his youth and his skill set, I think he's the one that kind of continues to push forward. I can see Williams and Bell kind of splitting. And taking away from each other more than they're actually hurting Bates. I mean, they may hurt him a little bit, but I think those two cancel each other out more than anything.
2: And then you've got the old boys club there, too. You've got the Kareem Jacksons, the Malcolm Jenkins. Um,
0: Sean Jenkins. Sean <laughs>
2: Jenkins. Oh God. You know, um, you've got these guys who are still – they're older – but you can wait a few extra rounds especially in a startup or you can get them much later or you can get a dirt cheap you can get i don't think it's going to take you much to convince a uh, malcolm jenkins owner to trade him to you especially right. if you if you're contending so
0: and one guy we haven't yeah. talked about and was a top if i'm not mistaken was a top five safety last year antoine bethea he just isn't on a team right now somebody's got to take a chance on him don't they i mean for one two years what he can give you and what he's been doing i i I think he gotta land somewhere
1: yeah it's tough it's really tough to to come up with these safeties because a lot of these guys are just you know it's a lot easier to replace a safety is what i guess i'll say because if you look at it john johnson went out taylor rapp stepped right in and took his place in the rankings pretty much and that's pretty much the way safety rolls. If you can find a guy that plays the in the scheme, the same position, you could expect similar production out of them. You know, unless they're elite talent, maybe they do something special that the other guys can't do. But,
2: well, that, that's, that's you see, like, the, the infusion at the safety position here, right? That was a huge infusion to the class. Yep. We're, we're talking about guys, Burgess coming in eventually and taking over position. We're talking about um, Blackman there, possibly in Indianapolis. If it wasn't for his injury history that he had at Utah, where would he be uh, slating himself in as far as the draft goes? I think he would have been a lot higher. Um, like The safety position is so deep throughout the league. It's really hard to narrow it down to 12 guys. So you can take that opportunity and draft guys much later and still get tremendous yeah.
0: value. And speaking of these rookies, there's another one, Ashton Davis, that come from California who went to the Jets. Probably not going to be an impact player this year, but he's going to take over for uh, Marcus May, who just – he's another one can't stay healthy, but pretty productive. But, you know, he moves on, then there's a spot for Davis to step right in and take Jamal, over. So Jamal there's Adams, a few of those uh, guys too. But yeah, Jamal but I Adams, think he's more of a Marcus May player than he is Adams. You know, he's more of that free safety type guy. But there's, there's a few rookies – you may have to wait a year on. And, and we didn't even talk about guys like Juan Thornhill. That's another one that was drafted last year. Huge yeah, he, guy. He had might, a huge he, season before he got hurt. So. He might miss
1: half the season, though, rehabbing from his yeah. injury. So.
0: But what a great value. You pick him oh, up yeah. for a little of nothing, and you get him for the championship run in your fantasy leagues. I mean, you come out smelling like a rose, unless you're dingus and you smell like a turd. <laughs>
1: So, do he we have any uh, listener <laughs> questions?
0: No, we didn't have any.
1: We didn't have any. I noticed Daryl didn't, yeah. didn't pump out the, the
0: Yeah, I was a little busy working on some stuff, and I didn't quite get on it today, so. Yeah.
1: Well, is there anything Dingus wants to sell besides the magazine here? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, like, <laughs> That's I'm a sure. loaded question.
2: <laughs> no, no, seriously. I'm like the worst self promoter ever. If anyone has seen any of my tweets about the magazine, you wouldn't even think I'm part of the magazine the way I put it out there, right? I'm, I'm not one to toot my own horn until I say I'm better than Daryl. That's about the only thing. But that bar is set pretty low. <laughs> Daryl wrong, <again. laughs> um, So it's.
0: I hate you, Dan.
2: God, oh I, I, I guess I guess the one thing I if we're if I'm not allowed to promote the magazine right now, um, by the way, go, go to IDP guys and go get yourself a magazine there. <laughs> that don't worry. I get a <laughs> subscription, you know, I don't that stuff. Good. Um,
0: <laughs>
2: oh, shit. It's it's that time of the season right now. The Scott is kicking off into uh high gear. You're seeing it flood your timelines and this and that, people getting their invites. And
1: as big of an honor,
2: i keep I just as big of an honor <laughs> as big of an honor as it is to get into that event um i think we gotta look at the grander picture of that and it's just like i said it's like loving on one another go out there and do something good for someone go donate something to charity
1: um speaking uh, of they can go to my Profile yep. page and click on the link for the Autism Speaks or Autism Charities Eliminators and sign up for one of those. They're only ten dollars. Yep, I was just about to say, yeah. If you, if you can't get in these Scott uh, Scott Fishbowl,
0: then uh... <laughs> and Daryl's not getting in now. <laughs> Daryl just got crossed off the list. Dan, I really need you to edit right now. <laughs> oh, that's too good.
2: Oh, shit. Well, I'll continue this on. It, it, it's not just about getting into the event. You can you can do th- other things. These eliminators are fantastic. You like how I did that yeah. big, the segue there, right to you to go check out your link for the autism and make a donation and help out. There's so many things you can do. And you know what? It's not about having the money and doing something. You know, go go help an old lady cross the street. Go pick up someone's groceries for them. Go help those who are less fortunate or less able than you, you, we are ourselves unfortunately it's sad that the only two times we're really reminded of this is in the fantasy community during the scott fishbowl and usually at christmas so the only times that we feel like giving back and it's something that we need to be doing all the time especially when we're looking at stuff like covid right now and how it's changing the way we're doing business and everything else that's going on around us it's the dog don't worry about i'll put him to sleep <laughs> yeah right. And... It, it's not that hard to be a good person man. that's that's, that's the bottom line be a good person out there
1: yeah. you
2: know you see a lot of negativity out there and we're flooded with it in our daily lives everything you read in the newspaper is geared towards the negativity and yeah there's a lot of negative things out there but let's focus on the positive let's create our own pos- uh, pos- positivity and you know the best way to be positive is going out there and buying a subscription to the idp guys rookie magazines
1: That would be very positive. It it would help out us to put in a lot of time and effort. Um, Also, you know, we we give out a lot of free advice. Um, So if you are so inclined, we also, uh, you you may have heard, we started a Patreon page uh, that we're going to, you know, start to kick off. We're still looking for subscriber number uno uh, to go and and kick in to our Patreon page. We're going to do extra podcasts where i'll get to drop one of my favorite drops that i never drop on this show because we like to keep, <laughs> we like to keep our uh kid friendly rating so that everybody can listen to it and you don't really need the earmuffs that you might need um like the idp guys show they uh they have the little disclaimer in the beginning of the show saying if there's little ones around uh put some earphones on so that they don't hear the language because uh they get a little more racy than we do here on this show but uh with Patreon, we can uh, let loose and uh, you can hear Daryl. Mm-hmm. You can hear Daryl after 15 beers because you know he probably drinks during the entire episode. And... <laughs> By the time Don't we get to the Patreon, about? it'll be like 20 beers deep and two shots and just hear him let loose. And then I have a favorite drop of mine, which we played for Daryl earlier.
0: You have to give the people what they want.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but we uh, should I give it, it to that, him. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, person, you know, we're offering personalized uh, roster advice, uh, like a sit-down session. Like you know, sitting on sh- basically on Streamyard, we're not going to record it necessarily unless you, you want record it recorded, and we can put it out on Patreon if you want. Um, going through your roster, giving you recommendations on what to do, just things like yeah. that. When, when
2: we're recording, isn't there supposed to be like a little red button up here that says we're recording?
1: There is. I am not recording on StreamYard itself right now, so you, you can't see. <laughs> you amateur. <laughs> well, we're not recording video right now. We're just recording audio, so I just have it running through there as our, you know, vehicle. When we go, we will be starting to do some uh, video shows, um, so keep that in mind we'll be entering the YouTubes and the stuff like that. Uh, We have some other stuff down the pipeline I don't think we're ready to announce yet. uh, But some exciting stuff coming up on the horizon, which may lead you to maybe say, hey, these guys do a lot of work. Um, But we also are doing two-a-weeks. Dingus was our Tuesday. We have uh, Casey Kasem. Not not top 40, Casey Kasem. Yeah. Uh, fantasy. Well, she might have a Casey top 40. Knows? She might. Well, she might.
2: You know what? Casey Kasem, she's still in the top 40 for Fantasy Follows. So. There you there go.
1: There you go. That episode <laughs> there you go. So she'll be joining us to talk. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but we have yet to sort that. Hey, out.
0: We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out.
1: Well, quite oh, honestly, we were we were going to talk man. about the greatness that was Rayshawn Jenkins for an hour and a half.
0: No, no, get her to
2: freestyle a Rayshawn Jenkins rap. There yes, you go. God, I can't. Oh,
0: <laughs> damn it. Yep. And, and then I'll just be I'll just be
1: in the background hitting the button, like you know, like dropping, ah, dropping Rayshon little stuff in, in the
0: rap. Oh, dangus. You... <laughs>
1: Dropping Did it in the my eyes get big. My yes,
2: eyes get very often. They're like, I got pretty closed eyes. They're like, were like
1: golf balls, bro. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, but,
0: man. Uh,
1: but yeah, we, we got some stuff on the horizon here. Uh, it's almost June, which means we're only a couple months of football. Yes. Which we're hoping Absolutely. will be as normal. Um, and like we said we're gonna be uh not simulcasting but you know adding this to youtube as well um not this particular show but we're t- taking the show to youtube as well as all the rss feeds for all that other stuff and pretty soon dig will have its own own stuff so we we Can't got wait. some busy stuff happening in the month of june and ahead
0: speaking of dig we just did a interview with uh vaughn taylor Yes, we did. So be sure to check that out,
1: as well as the written version on IDPGuys.org. Yes. Daryl's first article over there with
0: us.
1: Yep. So
2: just because you haven't heard of a player yet, doesn't mean they can't ball out, right? So
0: yeah, yeah. You know,
2: I love I love these dig deep kind of players that not many people are familiar with yet. You hear their story their struggles what they've overcome to get to where they're at they're not coming yeah. from the university of alabama they're coming from moorhead state they're coming from these small schools but these guys can ball out look at like i said kyle duggar jeremy chin were two guys i was extremely high on and now they're coming from schools that nobody knows uh, that's what i love about that that program you're usually bringing in these guys that no one's talking about Bryce Huff, I think he has him on there last year. Yeah. yeah. He's
1: in the Jets now. He's yeah. undrafted
2: free agent, but I'm telling you what, he don't play like an undrafted free agent. I'll tell you that much right now.
0: Yep. We had Cam Gill, who's with uh, the Tampa Bay Bucs. Um, so really good chance for him down there. Uh, and we've got one coming next week. Uh, as I was watching tape and doing some research, he was a – Tops, he finished in the top six and votes for the Buck Buchanan Award for the nation's uh, best defensive player last year. So, uh,
1: in FCS or
0: in FCS, yes. So it'll be really interesting to have him on next week. He's uh, he's working on his answers for the show sheet, and uh, we'll get him recorded up this week and on our next episode.
1: Yes, sir. Busy, busy, busy time of year. I'm working on my rankings. Daryl's working on rankings. Um, we're hoping to get <laughs> yeah. like the colossal uh, tussle rankings uh, going here. Because I've been working on offense, defense. I don't do special teams, but offense and defense. <laughs> um, going deep. Like, at least one or two positions or pos- spots in the depth chart deep at each position. So i've left out some guys but
2: i love how you guys are gearing up right now because i'm still in my decompressing mode from the magazine (laughs) just
0: i don't think i ever slow down i'll just keep going
1: my slow time i take a few weeks off normally around once the fantasy season is over Uh, that's my relaxation time i don't do I, i normally don't do anything for like january pretty much
2: See, and then, and for me, December, January, February, those are like my biggest months. It's the draft season. It's breaking down yeah. film. It's, well, let's let's call it as I'm watching football. It's, yeah. it's not really <laughs> work. <great.
1: laughs> yeah, I don't really start kicking up Feb- February is when I start that stuff. I, I really give myself a month to kind of just you know, relax. Um, but you guys are
2: going to kick out of this, so. We're talking the magazine here. We're talking about decompressing. I've already got 2021 rankings ready to roll out.
1: I've yeah, crossed.
0: I've been working on mine too. Yeah, I've, yeah I think I'm 85 IDPs deep right
1: now. So Where do you have uh, Chaz Surratt on there? Because I talked about him the other day.
2: I love me some – I love the Surratt boys. I'll tell you that right now. Yep, they out. And he's a guy that's – I think he's going to move up boards. I don't know if I can get him up any higher. Like for right now – if we're talking the linebacker position here, you've got your one A and one B, and I don't care how you have them—Parsons or Mo, um, Moses. There, you can make an argument either way, depending on what
1: you're looking at. Um, I'd almost have I to think... give the nod to Parsons just because Moses has had a couple injuries mm-hmm. that have been yeah. derailing,
2: but yeah no right now i like i said right now i got parsons at one i got uh moses at two but Chaz, he ain't far behind right now he's still in the top five linebackers going into next season and he's, only played,
1: he's only played the position one year yeah yeah we don't want to a... get i
2: don't try and get too far ahead of myself there because a couple of years ago i was probably very extremely high on a one patty fisher oh yeah yeah uh, western i still think he can be an extremely good player um he decided to go back to Northwestern this year instead of coming out for the draft, which is probably a good decision, but because his 2019 season wasn't very good, his 2018 was pretty darn good. So, is yeah. it 18 or 17? 17. I can't remember. He had a really good season. You're like, oh, yeah, this guy's going to be coming out. You got to draft yep. this guy. Maybe He's with a top
1: linebacker coming out. And so, you know, what, yeah, what the- happen? Yeah, one of the things you have to look at is sometimes being ultra productive in college doesn't translate. Like uh, Cameron Smith from USC, yeah. hugely successful in college, in, in accumulating stats, and now he's like a third string on the Vikings with no clear shot at any playing time anytime soon. Uh, T.J. Edwards was went undrafted. He has a big shot this year to possibly win that middle linebacker job in Philly, but. You know, he was an undrafted guy. Uh, your your boy, uh, Daryl, from Buffalo. Oh, Khalil. Um, Khalil Hodge had hundreds and hundreds yes, yes. hundreds of tackles yeah. and couldn't even get a shot on the team. And I
0: still think he's a really good player. He just, you know, sometimes we miss, and I missed on him. Yeah. So, Well, sometimes production doesn't always equal next yeah. level. Well, if, you know, when you, when you're dominating at a certain level, you have to look at the competition, and I think, for him, that was one of the things. Yes, he was right. dominating like he should at his level, but when you step up in competition and who you're facing, you know, is that going to translate? And oh. I just don't think they thought that would translate as well.
1: I mean, Khalil Hodge and Cameron Smith, their stats were pretty similar. Right. Cameron Smith didn't play against lower competition, he was playing against Pac 12 offenses. I mean, you just sometimes the stats aren't the whole story. So.
0: No, I agree. Sometimes they're not. Even look at
2: the two most productive players last year in college football in, as far as tackling is concerned. Evan Weaver mm-hmm. out of Cal had a huge year. Uh, There's Nate Landman out of Colorado. Uh, Jordan Brooks was actually very high. I think he was top five in the nation in tackles. So, How that's going to translate, we, we think Jordan Brooks is going to go uh, do well. Draft capital went into his favor, but Guys like uh,
1: Weaver, they didn't have a whole lot of draft capital with the Cardinals put into them. And man. they're buried. They're buried under like 10 linebackers deep.
0: Yeah, that's that was the whammy for him. Just yeah. That was a horrible landing spot for him. Maybe if he goes somewhere else, he gets a good
1: opportunity, but that just killed his value right there. You think the Cardinals yeah. might cut Hassan Reddick since they have so much other depth? Could he be. I a, think it's a good casualty? possibility. Because he doesn't seem to be. Unless he plays that other outside across from Chandler Jones, but I don't see that. Uh, I don't you,
0: see that.
2: When you look at like a guy like Evan Weaver here, the guy had 103 solo tackles, but he's not hes not what the NFL is looking for as far as athletic ability is concerned. He doesn't have, he's not a dominant four, four five runner, right? He's, he's, he's not quick. He's not fast, but he's got a motor. And at times, like he goes, he's determined to make a play. That's great in college. But it doesn't always necessarily translate into the professional level. So when we talk about Hodge, Hodge has a lot of athletic traits that are jump out at you. So mm-hmm. you know, Evan, we have a lot, except he brings his lunch pail to work all the time. So we'll see how that translates at the next level as well. So I think I just set the record for saying the word "so" in thirty
1: seconds. So, a. So, hey. <laughs> so um, <laughs> real quick. Have you you come off of the, the cliff on yeah, – I know it's been a few weeks, and I know that the night after the draft you, you said you kind of came off your cliff uh, about uh, Arnett or, yeah, Damon. Damon Arnett? Arnett, yeah. Damon Arnett, yeah, um, yeah, pick number ha- 18. Have you, have you come to grips with, with that fully, or are you still uh, questioning? You know what? I like to think I'm
2: smart. I like to think I'm better than most GMs, but Mike Mayock is a, an excellent, yeah. excellent when it comes to evaluating players. Maybe not necessarily in the first round, but he, he's, he's pretty good at evaluating players. As soon as that happened, I, I threw my little temper tantrum. I think I threw some things around and I made a little, <laughs> little childish behavior. So what happens when I don't quite see something the same way someone else does, it's not necessarily a bad thing. It makes me put the film yeah. back, look at what Arnett does and stuff. And one of my biggest concerns, my biggest flag was his immaturity from, uh, this is 2018 season and how we kind of alienated teammates and stuff. So I started doing a little bit of digging and researching there and th- learned that he just had a child after that, and he, he's grown as a man and matured a great deal in the time period. Um, i didn't like and this is me nitpicking now but he didn't have the length that i like in my first round corners he didn't have the arm length but he had what gruden and mayock love and that's that dog mentality he isn't afraid to go in there and mix it up he's not afraid to go pound it and i kind of got a little like more acceptance of the whole situation when they drafted amic roberts in there so i was like okay all right, we got a little bit there. I can let that go because I got my guy here, but I didn't have him as a top three corner. That doesn't mean he's not a top three corner, but I guess when you start to break things down and uh, you go through your seven stages of grief and uh, you kind of start to realize that they wanted to trade back because they thought they could get him later on, but it takes two people to trade. Two organizations to trade to do that, but in the same sense, you know what? You got to get your guy. You got to believe in your board. We do it in fantasy all the time. we see guys make picks that kind of make a, Oh, I don't know about that one. But you have to commend someone for going out and getting their guy. And the Raiders got their guy. So yeah. I started coming around. I started watching the film. I'm like, you know what? You know, if it wasn't for some of these red flags and stuff that we've seen back in 2018 there could be an argument made that he could be better than uh Okuda there better than henderson like you could make that argument so i could see where the talent started to be coming from there he doesn't have that blazing speed but he can cover he was always in the right spot to make the coverage play so you're like okay all right we'll see how this translates so kind of I, I kind of got over myself a little bit there. Yeah, the rugs one took me a little <laughs> bit longer. I'll admit that. <laughs> that, that one still kind of gets me, but I know why it was done. And that's, like if you're the Raiders, what the one thing they've wanted to do, and that goes back to the uh, signing of Antonio Brown last year, they've wanted to stretch that field. Everyone takes a knock at Derek Carr and his inability to throw beyond 10 yards. But he's had no one to throw beyond 10 yards too. So now he's got that opportunity with rugs, stretches the field. They got Renfro, they got Waller, they've got Terrell Williams, they drafted Brian Edwards. So they've got all these intermediate kind of pieces here. So now they have, they went out and they got that field stretcher. So I was like, okay, still, you know, uh, kind of left my boy there Jay,
1: <laughs> on board, but, you know, <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> yeah. And we we know Jalen Rager. You're uh, you're on you're on the. I'm not sure if you are the leader of the the bandwagon because I know there is somebody in our league that uh, his his Twitter, not his handle, but his name is uh, Jalen Rager. Number one, WR. I think this is uh, his name. I guess on Twitter. So. You're maybe yeah, number my, two on the the Jalen Rager bandwagon,
2: or well, fan club. and my 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 uh, my buddy there, uh, Ray uh, Ray G. There, he's he's right up there with me with uh, uh, Rager and Ackers and stuff. So when someone smart that I think is smarter than me actually agrees with me, I start to think I'm doing the right thing here. So,
1: yeah, yeah. Oftentimes, uh, you know, we, we we bounce ideas off of people to see how crazy they sound.
2: Oh, I got all kinds of crazy here. Yeah. i I bounce many ideas off many voices on a daily basis so Uh,
1: that's how you gotta do it i don't know you don't put it out there i mean uh, i'm not one to i don't know i'm pretty cordial on twitter i don't really uh attacking people online is not something i'm uh proponent of so having a good hearty conversation is, is okay So hopefully you haven't gotten too much Hate from that kind of stuff
2: And I disagree With a lot of people out there and I know lots of people Disagree with me but there's a right Way and a wrong way to go about it
1: Yeah you you don't actually Have to comment if you disagree with somebody Did you know that You can just keep scrolling And let it go
2: well, I think uh, I was having a little conversation there with uh, one of the Blastum girls there, and we were talking about someone, and I said, you know, I, said, I, I respectfully I disagree with that, and here's my reasoning. Now, I said, I got, no, I said, believe what you want to believe, and you know, all the power to you for standing by your original diagnosis because there's nothing I have respect more in the industry than someone going, you know what, this is my guy, I want to stand by him no matter what. I got nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, I thought we had a pretty good conversation about the two players and it, it went pretty well. And, you know, they, both sides could see like I could see where the argument was coming from on their side and they could see where it was coming from mine. And it kind of was like, okay, very good. End of the day, they still stood by Zach Moss or whatever. And I still stood by Cam Acker's and that was it. So.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the, the thing is it's you, you can, uh, have a, a difference of opinion. You know these guys are rookies they nothing is proven. you know you, you have your things to back you up. I'm sure you're gonna bring up the fact that Florida State's offensive line was hot garbage and his entire career there and still he was pretty good um, And whereas Dude, you're yeah. talking about three
2: yards per carry after contact. That's insane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the best part is, you know what? You got guys like Swift going from Georgia, excellent offensive line, to Detroit, not so good. You got <sighs> John. Well, Jonathan Taylor. Let's forget about him. He's going from Indianapolis is a fantastic offensive line. It'll, it's it's just like Wisconsin. But you know <laughs> what? My number one
1: running back, and I'm standing by that. Tyler. Atker. Taylor. Atker J-T. Is, yeah.
2: Akers is going from one bad defensive line to another bad offensive line. So, really, he should be comfortable with it.
0: Yeah, he should be used to it. Yeah, I like them both. I've actually got a few shares of each of them, of Taylor and of Akers. Uh, Swift, I think I've only got maybe one share. I I do have quite a few of J.K. Dobbins. I think he's going to be just maybe a year or so away with Ingram there. But I like him, too, so. Bottom line
2: is, I think with any of those top five running backs, I know we're, we're an IDP show here today, but any, and it, goes for any it goes for any position, really. Any, but we'll focus on the running backs here. Any of those top five running backs, you could honestly make an argument about them being the best in the class. They all bring something special, and they land in you know okay situations. Roger once he takes over for Ingram, will be in a good spot. Um, Taylor, you could argue that. Yeah, he's in a good spot, but Mac may cut into some of those carries. Um That other bum there, Clyde edwards helaire out of Louisiana State <laughs> University. <laughs> you know, roll tide. <laughs> you could make an argument there that he's in a good spot, but you know what? Damian Williams, you can't kill the guy. He is going to be the next generation. What is dead, uh, may never die. Yeah, yeah. The next generation is Carlos Hyde. Kids today will be like, 20 years from now, is like,
1: oh, he's like Carlos Hyde, man.
2: That's <laughs> a- <laughs> you will well, Carlos your- Hyde
1: is uh, going to Seattle to uh, mess up their running back. Uh, clear path to carries. Ugh, such for- a mess.
0: And you I know. and they drafted DJ Dallas, who I really like for you guys,
1: and then this happened. I was like,
0: ugh.
1: Well, Penny is probably not going to be ready week one. I get
0: that. I get
1: You're that. And if you look at the end of the season last year for Seattle, they had they had, they had to get Marshawn Lynch out of his golf cart in retirement. Like, I mean, I love Marshawn Lynch. Don't get me wrong, but you know, sitting out an entire season, half a season, three quarters of a season, and then asking him to come off the couch and play football, he did pretty well. But you know, that's not an optimal situation to pull a guy off his couch from retirement. To a, for a playoff run, We're up Not saying Hyde's going to be dominant or anything, but at least he'll be in in the building, know the plays, you know.
2: You'll get his touches. You'll get his production.
1: Yeah, I mean Carson's still lead back. Hyde'll come in to, you know, when he's either you know hurt or missing time or well, spell back for a, a drive or two. You know, when Seattle does their run up the middle three times and punt for the first half, and then the second half, they start doing offense. But but anyway, gentlemen, uh, we're about an hour and a half in, as per yes. usual. Uh, any last words, Coach, before we start wrapping this thing up?
2: You said we're an hour and a half? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: How, do you, how do you feel about two hours? Yeah. No,
2: um, There'll be hey, I'm plenty of
1: time for that in the future.
2: Just one more time, you know. I know there's a lot of guys, Dan in Hollywood and uh, Eric and Joey the Tooth, uh, Jason, IDP Bob, oh, uh, Brad B. Marcy there with some rankings, Lanny with some rankings. <sighs> Obviously Dan with his he's gonna throw his uh, his big board in there as well. There's a lot of guys who do a lot of work in the IDP and the DFD magazines, the rookie guides. Um, Check it out, uh, support the guys when you get an opportunity to do so. Um, (laughs) For the most part, we do it for the love of of fantasy football, love of football. And it means a lot when uh, people appreciate the work that goes into it, uh, support it. feedback, positive or negative, as long as the negative is done in a proper way. But we want to hear everything. We want to hear from anyone who's listening today. You know, if you get the magazine, let us know what, how we can improve, what you'd like to be going forward into 2021. Um, go out and love on someone today, you know what I mean? Make make uh, an attempt to do something positive tomorrow for someone, even if it's yourself. Uh, changing your, your uh, negative thinking, into more of a positive mindset they're doing something positive for the people around you that may or may not be able to do it for themselves um
0: well i do love me some me yeah i bet you do i don't <laughs> know why because nobody <laughs> loves that um <laughs> yeah maybe one uh, oh,
2: yes. i hate
0: you uh, dude. i really hate man. you or his,
2: damn or his, or his brother rayshawn jenkins so and, you know, <laughs> Go check out DynastyVipers.com. we got some new stuff coming out there. My boy Calvin and Hobby there, he's putting out some uh, previews there for the AFC North here. That should be up on the website pretty soon. Um, head over to the website, support that a little bit. It makes us feel special when you see people actually uh, checking the stuff out. Um, once I'm done decompressing, I'll be firing up the Viper cast again here and doing a weekly show. Where we, just talk about absolutely nothing and everything you know what i mean it's uh we just a good time we get together a little bit of a round table really no show sheet really no direction we just kind of let it wing and talk football so um check that out when you get an opportunity
1: to do so and that's all i got for tonight all right daryl anything you got i know you had an interview in the pipeline you got your debbie rankings somewhat out anything else cooking this week um
0: Working on a couple of pieces. Uh, with the with the change of scenery, I'm kind of uh, looking to pump some stuff out for everyone. Got some. I've got a got a lot of great ideas. I just got to get them all organized and yeah. and get going. And we're doing all these podcasts. And I've been a guest on a few shows, so uh, it's been a busy time.
1: <laughs> yeah, recording three nights a week limits my writing time, but I am going to try to sit down tomorrow. I'll have some time. Um, actually braden's got kindergarten graduation tomorrow so maybe i won't have uh-huh. as much time tomorrow um, how about boy an ice cream a virtual he doesn't really like ice cream swedish well, fish. Buying, well buying 12 bags of swedish fish then uh i'm sure he'll get spoiled enough uh but yeah he's got his virtual zoom kindergarten graduation tomorrow so cool uh pretty cool so
0: pretty soon he'll note, be smarter than you
1: Oh, well, he already knows. passed a few weeks
0: ago. <laughs> well, that's no big feat. I mean, come on.
1: But anyway, uh, go sign up for an autism uh, eliminator. As soon as one's filled or as soon as they get filled, we'll start drafting. Uh, the celebrities are kind of to be determined. Um, we do have a few people that are in on that as well as are going to sign up for them. Anyway, um, you know, if you. If you yet? What's that? Am I a celebrity yet? I think you you are in there. I think, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I forget who all. I haven't written down somewhere. I haven't looked at it in a couple days. Um, but yeah, we'll uh, definitely get some people in these rooms. Uh, you know, basically, you know, you just, you have like a chat room. For the draft, and you get to communicate with some people, get to learn some new people. I think that's one of my favorite things about the Scott Fishbowl. Not that my invite's in yet; I'll be checking every half hour on the half hour uh, for that. Is just to get to meet different people from different parts of the industry. Um, actually, the guy who won it all last year, uh, Gary, was in our division, the uh, Geralt of Rivia division. Um, so it was cool to meet him and cool to meet some other people uh, that were in the room. Uh, Mark Schofield was in the room too. It's cool picking his brain. He he convinced me to pick up tons of shares of Brett Rippin, even though that might never pan out, but We'll
2: see. <laughs> um, right there, right? The networking. The Yeah, it's just fun. Whether to- you're in a live draft or whatever, it's like, I know what, my favorite part of live drafts is getting together with the guys and oh. the shenanigans that takes on. So even in the Scott Fishbowl and these Eliminators, you get like a little Slack group together or a Twitter feed group together, like in the DMs. And some of the nonsense that goes on there, that's probably the best part of the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I mean they—they, they, I didn't even know who Geralt of Rivia was before that, and uh, then I watched the The Witcher series, which was really good, and I actually picked up one of the books to start reading. Um, so that's
2: the—that's the usual cool. the, two things, and there's much paper in between, Daryl. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh
1: man! Oh man! Well, that's if you top enjoyed top. all this, um, stay tuned. That's all I'll say. Um, but anyway, Daryl, anything... Uh, we already covered your stuff here. We already covered my stuff. I think we're good to roll pretty much. Let me get the the outro music here. Rolling like a donut. Ready to roll. We are about out for now. I'm sure we'll have Dingus on again. That's about it for now. Good night now. Go Hawks.
2: Big off, eh?
1: The Canadian Philip Rivers is out.